following program is intended for mature audiences. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Let's talk football. Let's talk football. One constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. There's been a lot of complaints already. Bad language, smoking grass. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. I love that we now have a show mascot. We do. We That's do. very cool. You might be able to actually, you probably won't be able to hear him. We can hear him. We can hear him a little bit. Because we're not wearing headphones. Yeah. Um, Dan has a uh, an infant in the house. Yeah. Believe it or not. And you have a new member of the family. Mm-hmm. So speak on it. Yeah. I uh, Sunday, after a many month wait, I finally got a puppy. That's awesome. Um, his Very name, excited. He, he is a black and white uh, cocker spaniel. Okay. Eight weeks old. Uh, named him Euchre. I love it because last week when we did this, we purposely didn't talk, even though I know there was a lot of anticipation. And you said you were rattling around a couple of names, but you didn't want to share them. Mm-hmm. So... Do you have? Can you say what the other finalists were? Yeah, what what uh, else you were considering? It was down to Euchre, Franklin, and Winston. Um, and I'm yeah, I'm a big World War II guy. And uh, Winston Churchill, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, like it. my second favorite president behind Lincoln. Okay, I've read a lot about those guys. I have a lot of respect for them, and and also thought you know they were kind of cool names. Um, but whatever name it was, I wanted to be able to kind of shorten it to. Um, so you gonna call Franklin Frankie? You could sure. Okay. Um, but Winston, Winston R- Winnie, uh, Winky. Yeah, I didn't really. <laughs> I didn't. That, that. that didn't trip my trigger sure. as much. Um, I did consider Braun. I, that's why I was wondering whether because you're a Braun guy. Well, my mom kind of liked Brawny. There you go. Um, but I decided to to tip my hat to the the uh, old man and uh, Euchre. And I got, got to give props to uh, to Jay Collis on that one. Okay. He, he's the one that threw that one out a couple of months ago. And I kind of always just had that one in the back of my mind. That was pretty good. I'm so. glad you didn't take to like Ditka. I thought about something well, like I that. thought about Walter. Okay, you know I didn't really like Peyton um, for a dog. Can't um, name him Urlacher or Fridge. I thought about Fridge. Well, I like Fridge. You know? that, that's not but he, bad. I, he's, but he's I, not a Fridge. He's not a Fridge. That's no, not a dog get, you would call. Got to be a big dog. Right. That's right. Um, so little, yeah. little tiny thing, scared to death of me right yes. out of the gate. Yes, it might have been. It might have been the, the bright the, colors, the big orange. Okay, <laughs> that's true. I don't know, but he he was hiding behind dad. Like, who the hell is yeah. this big old? Well, you're the first non-person uh, in my family right. to meet him. Sure. So. All right. Well, I, I like you. Yeah, thank the you. official mascot of the intentional foul. I love it. So. so, all right. Welcome to the podcast. We uh, are underway after week two of the NFL season is complete. Um, we're uh, taping this on Tuesday nights. Coming up, we will talk about the Packers. Probably good. Are we going to officially move to Tuesdays now? You think? Should I we think do that? so. Why not? We, football. We, yeah, we let Monday night play out, and so we can officially close the book on the week of football. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, I'm good with that. Um, we'll talk about whether the Bears are good or not. Uh, the Brewers continue to be brewing. Um, I <laughs> love that you put this in the notes. LeBron cries like a little bitch. Mm-hmm. As he's known to do. And all this and more on the intentional foul. So, all right. Excellent. Where do you want to start? 
Let's start with the pack. Okay. I'll, I'll be honest. You know, I was doing the dog thing. I picked him up at noon. So from noon to three, I, I wondered I how much see... football you were going to watch. I watched a little bit of the Bears, but I saw nothing of the Packers yeah. at all. So you got to take this one. I mean, it's just basically a carbon copy of last week with the opponent being a little worse and the team playing a little better. Um, I mean, a pick six really helps. I mean, they were down 14-3 very early, so you just kind of yeah, got... Yeah, I did see that, and I was like, what What happened there? You got that. They drove right down, did anything that they wanted to do on their first series, kind of like that on the second series. Uh, Packers drove down, had to settle for a field goal on, their for, on, on one of their first uh, possessions, and you just kind of like, okay, because Stafford, I mean, he's put up monster numbers against Green Bay. Mm-hmm. They had leads late both games last year. You just wondered, okay, well, are they going to stick around? Are we going to have to rally again? But, um, I mean, the re- the defense really stepped up. The offense kind of never let off the gas. Jones had a huge game, mm-hmm. uh, scored three touchdowns. Um, and it was just a really overall solid performance. Um, they took away Adams. A lot of injuries in the second half, which... Yeah, he got a little banged up, right? Yeah, tweaked, yeah tweaked, tweaked his hammy. They think he'll be good for this week, but they said it was clear they they made the Lions defense made it a priority to take away Adams, and that's why they relied on Jones. Um, Valdez Scanling had a pretty good game. A lot of drops. They had six drops. Mm. Sternberger had two that were, I mean, abs- and he even posted that on Twitter afterwards. He apologized. He's like, I'm not going to get it done with these bricks. And then he, like, I think a couple of bricks mm-hmm. emoji, which I thought was funny. I mean, he's at least aware and making sure. making fun of himself, but he, you know, promised to do better and whatever. I'm like, you better. They probably got big plans for you if they drafted you that high, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, you got to start doing stuff because that tight end group, I mean, Mercedes Lewis is not running down the middle of the field to stretch anything. No, he's he, old. Yeah, he's not. And Big Bob Tanyan, as much as I like him, caught a touchdown pass. Not sure he's an elite guy either. So, I mean, I don't know what you've got with that tight end group. Um, but Sternberger needs to start playing a lot better. Um, but, yeah, what? it's a very very satisfying win. Is is So, I heard, um, you know, on a lot of the talk show stuff yesterday, uh, how well Rodgers played. Yeah. I mean, is 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 he back? Is it a function of who they've played? Is it a little of both? What I do you think? I think it's probably in between. Um, I mean, I didn't see as many quick out routes. You know that that was very very prevalent in the in in the first game. Saw a lot of swing passes, a lot of wheel routes from Jones going down the field. They, I mean, I mean, they liked they liked those backs out of the backfield. He mm-hmm. lost one weapon because uh, Josiah Deguara, who had a big first game as a rookie, he couldn't play. They elevated some lo- some dude, uh, John Lovett. Um, he didn't get John Lovett. I know, right? <laughs> he didn't get nearly the, the attention. <laughs> Will you shut up? <laughs> He didn't uh, get nearly the attention that Deguara did, so they had to rely on some other guys, and I think that affected their game plan. But the ground game was just, I mean, it was really good. Jones cracked off a 75-yarder to start the second half. Mm -hmm. Um, Detroit was not good with the ball at the end of the first half. Let, Let the Packers score. And then they ran down and kicked a field goal, but then Green Bay scored right at the beginning of the half. So it was kind of one of those things, again, where the game was managed, I thought, pretty well, save for the one time that Rodgers had a sure touchdown over the middle. The play clock was winding down, and LaFleur was apparently running down the sideline to the side official to call timeout. Rodgers saw that the play clock was lining. He got them all lined up. He snapped the ball as the clock hit zero, and then you could see the whistles right away, but he threw one right over the middle. Tanya was wide open. He would have walked in for a touchdown. Mm. 
but it was a timeout. Oh, and Rodgers yeah, turned yeah. and faced the field and just let out a string of cuss words like, <laughs> I know what the fuck I'm doing, you know, kind of right, one of those right. things. What do you, I mean, he was mad. Sure. And, and trust, you got to trust me, Coach. Yeah. yeah. And, and LaFleur said that afterwards in, 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 in the Zoom call. Because um, he, he was asked, obviously, it sure. was one of the more emotional moments of the game, and he said, you know, I, I'm still new at this. I'm still learning the management thing, but I, I have to have faith in a guy who's been doing this for years that he's watching the clock, he knows the situations, and he can get the playoff. I have to, you know, put complete faith in my quarterback. So, mm-hmm. again, it's a learning – it's still a learning thing. I mean, it's only his second year, and it's the beginning of his second year. So, right. um, I don't know. Now it's going to be a real test. I mean, Detroit didn't have any pass rushers. They didn't have anybody in the secondary that was any good. I mean, they picked on a rookie again, and they got burned again. So you had Minnesota, who was out one of their main pass rushers. Their secondary was bad. Now you got New Orleans, which has both. They got a good secondary, and they can get after the quarterback. So and well, you got to go to New Orleans, but they got kind of shredded a little bit last night. So I know that'll be so, interesting. So I'll, I'll I'll be really curious. This is going to be like the really first stiff test. So, um, what about the Bears? Well, they're 2-0. and I mean, is it safe to say the main story from this isn't the fact that Chicago is 2-0 and or Trubisky's 2-0, and it's that Barkley tore his ACL? Well, yeah, that's the I big mean, story, uh, for sure. I mean, really, sure. but he's one of the five or eight most dynamic players in football, right. So, and he's basically that entire team. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's huge, but... Three, I, I guess I heard somebody say today, Trubisky's played three good quarters and five shitty ones, and the Bears are 2-0. and um, You know, he had two picks yesterday, or uh, Sunday, I should say, uh, two touchdowns. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just, the Giants didn't look very good in week one against Pittsburgh. I was kind of expecting the Bears to win this game anyway. I mean, they were up 17 to nothing, and then had to hang on by the skin of their teeth at the end. I mean, <laughs> that's right. It was it was a, a pass in the end zone that was broken up and actually became an offensive interference call against New York that won the game for the Bears. So, um, is this a is this a product now of of, of a weak opponent? I mean, are, yes. are Giants bad or are the Bears okay? Because he had Quinn back. He he had a strip sack, did some stuff. Khalil Mack got involved as well. well. Yeah, the defense looked good. They had a pick six from Jackson that got called back on a penalty. Um, so, yeah, from what I saw, the defense looks pretty good. Um, it, it's the same old story with this this little era of the naggy Bears. If Trubisky's competent, they have a chance to beat anybody. When he doesn't play well, they can't score, and they're going to get whipped. Um, you know, David Montgomery appears to be figuring some things out. He's had two pretty good games uh, so far this season, scored a touchdown uh, on Sunday. Um, but then they go and sign Tariq Cohen to an extension. Yeah, you know, but he he's he's a return guy as well, so he he does a little bit more, and he's kind of a nice change of pace guy for them. Um, the Allen Robinson thing we talked briefly mm-hmm. about last week. I mean, that's gonna. I I don't think it's gonna affect anything on the field, but that's something that's gonna have to be dealt with at some point. And I think if we've seen anything um, from these teams in the NFL, I think they'll move on from him. I don't think he's he's a nice player. I don't think he's a a super big game changer, uh, especially not with when, when Trubisky is your quarterback. But um, I have thought to myself, boy, it wouldn't be too bad to have Cam Newton on the Bears um, for five million bucks or whatever cheap ass contract he's on. I thought it was one million, whatever it is. Yeah, it might be. And they're paying Foles twelve. They're paying Foles twelve, and you know, with the caveat of well, he's 
familiar with the system and well, that's he's, great. you know, yeah. if you bring Cam in, you've basically washed your hands of Mitch. We weren't ready to do that, blah blah blah. But at the end of the day, they're two and oh. I still don't particularly think they're any good considering who they played. Um we're gonna find out a lot about them, I think, this week. Go to Atlanta. Go to Atlanta, play a team with a very high powered offense, um, but a team that will let you beat them. So does Trubisky let Atlanta beat the Bears, or does he take control a little bit? Like, he's done a little bit this year, especially in the first game against Detroit, and uh, and play well and, and lead them down. Because the thing with Atlanta, you know, they're not what we thought they were going to be. No. Um, their and, defense and is bad. That, they haven't been that for a couple no, of years. No, but they've scored over 30 points in both oh, games. So the Bears are going to have to score to win this game. Um, you can't you can't start being a team that relies on your defense to score seven points for you every week. It's just it's too much to ask. There were a lot of injuries. The Bears. I don't know what happened with Chicago. Did anybody get nicked up or nothing major that I heard outside of, of Saquon no. for 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 New York? The Packers had a couple of injuries. We already mentioned Adams, um, Lindsley, the center had something with his hand. Uh, they were without Kenny Clark due to a groin injury, and then I want to say somebody else went out. In the second half, I think Tyler Irvin went out there, the receiver, return guy, running back, whatever you want to classify him as. But that was just a, a shade of the injuries. Man, I there, don't remember a weekend quite like this one. Well, and maybe, maybe it's just recency bias, but it seemed like a lot of good players. See, and I don't understand the argument where, well, this is what you get. Because a couple of people said this is what you get when you don't have a training camp. They had a hell of a long training camp. I don't know how intense things were up and down the league. I think that was kind of left up to every team. Every team can only do so much with protocols, but do you need to be put in a series or two of preseason games to prevent these injuries? Or or is this just a lot of freak stuff happening? Or or do do we need a reason? Well, I heard Ryan Rossillo on his pod I was listening to today reference something that John Harbaugh said a couple of years ago, that the lack of hitting in practice is going to lead to these injuries, and he kind of likened it to a boxer. Like, you have to spar. You have to get those body shots. You have to build up that strength to be able to absorb the blows. And, you know, if a a guy's on a shitty team, his last game is last, you know, December, and he doesn't get hit for freaking nine months, and then you go out and you're playing full-speed football game, and you you take one. Yeah, you take one in the side. I mean... You know, it makes sense. I don't know. I'm sure somebody would tell me that that's incorrect, that they would have a stat to back it up, mm-hmm. but it makes sense. Uh, I didn't see what happened with Garoppolo. Uh, I think it's an ankle. Okay. I think it's an ankle injury that they're saying two to four. Okay. Uh, Drew Locke is uh, another guy that got hurt in the Bronco game. They got their hit right really hard with injuries right now, and they lost Cortland Sutton, I think, maybe for the year. Is he out for the year? He's out for... Oh, I think I thought I saw the year, but locks out like four to five weeks. They signed Blake Bortles today. Yeah, I saw that. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and Bosa going down. Which um, one was that? That's the, not... the one on the Niners. Okay, all right. Um, so the Niners were hit hard yesterday too. So, um, yeah, just a lot of guys getting hurt. Um, let's run down the week two results. I I watched a little bit of Cleveland and Cincinnati on Thursday. I, I it wasn't much, even though I said I would watch football if it's on. I think I was doing other things. Um, Dallas and Atlanta. Oh, the ending of that game was insane. 
I saw the I saw the ending the end field goal and just like it was at the end of the um, the Kansas City Charger game, which we can get to in a little bit. I didn't see um, the last couple of minutes right until the end and the final play that I watched on Twitter afterwards. Forty to thirty nine. I mean, can you imagine Mike McCarthy losing that game? Well, it was was it twenty to nothing? Yeah. I think yeah. yeah, in the first quarter. Yeah, and I was watching it on my phone or I was checking scores on my phone when I was driving back from getting the dog, and I was like. Jeez, you know, because Dak's my quarterback right. in fantasy football, so you I'm thinking watch. about that, too, yeah. and I'm like, Jesus Christ, they're getting their ass kicked, but then I was like, well, they're going to throw now. You know, They're going to have to come back. Right. But, um, yeah, and then the, the onside kick at the end where Dallas does one of the strangest-looking onside kicks I've ever seen <laughs> where the dude just, like, bowled it with his foot almost. I don't even know what it was. I don't I didn't know how you practice that or teach that. Uh-uh. Or I, I'm not sure. But uh, nobody for Atlanta jumps on no. it when about four different guys could have. And I don't understand. The Cowboys get it. I did think it was really funny today that the Atlanta owner came out and basically said it's on the coach because he didn't teach them that they can touch it before 10 yards or something. He basically said, like, the players didn't know the rule. And it's like, dude... You can't blame the coach for that. These guys have been playing football since they were like ten years old. They know the rule. Shouldn't you have to? Yeah, know they, they know the rule. Right? It, it was just a mistake. They just screwed up. That's it's one of those things where it's like one guy that could have picked it up didn't, and then the next guy's like, "Oh, well, what, he what, didn't, well, I shouldn't." Well, right. did, did it go ten yet? Should I do this? Like, I don't know. It was just a like a whole team brain fart. But <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's a season changer for Atlanta. I mean, if the Bears somehow go down there and beat them on Sunday, they're 0-3. And for Dallas, if they start out 0-2, people, man, people, people are, are wondering about Mike McCarthy big time. for sure out of the gate. I didn't see any of the Tennessee-Jacksonville game. Titans won by three. Um, I mean, anything come out of that that sparked your interest? No, no, not that I really heard of. Um, I, I think um, uh, the kicker for Tennessee... Uh, Guskowski, the okay. former Patriot, I think he had a big day after he missed after four he the, missed a bunch, the, yeah. the week after. Okay, um, I was watching a little bit. I, I didn't see it obviously, but I was watching the the ticker and I was looking online for for the Vikings game uh, because I'm friends with a few Viking fans and my wife is a Vikings fan. All I know is in the third quarter, Kirk Cousins had a quarterback rating of zero point zero and wound up with a quarterback rating of 15.9. That's bad. That's worse than bad. No touchdowns, three interceptions. And you're paying this guy a guaranteed boatload of money. Well, and I he, don't understand. He said he's not scared to die from COVID, but he's gonna I wonder if he's scared to die from a fan. Right? <laughs> That's what he should be scared Jesus. of. Um, but I, I mean, like, they are, they have to be, Along with Philadelphia, one of the two most disappointing teams in football the first two weeks of the season. Absolutely. And and I think it's a little bit, it's probably a little bit unfair, really, to Minnesota, considering all the things that they don't have right now that they had last year. I mean, you replace, you lose Stefan Diggs, you replace him with a rookie. You lose all of these defensive players, some of them that, that are just not on your team anymore, and then the ones that are currently injured. So, yeah, Anthony Barr just went on an right. injured reserve. So, and, and you already talked about their, the, the their secondary. Baby, baby secondary. And, so, and Daniel, did Daniel Hunter play in this game, or was he still out? I think he was still out. Okay. So, I mean, you, you factor all that in. I mean, I don't have any sympathy for the Vikings. I, no. I'm just saying, I think the expectations were probably out of whack, considering 
all of the circumstances. Mm-hmm. I just think that they're just not that good this year. And the only other thing from that game is Jonathan Taylor had yeah. a, had 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 a good game. Awesome to see his first NFL touchdown rush for over 100 yards. Awesome. Um, didn't see the end of the game. Didn't read anything about Bills and Dolphins. Yeah, I was a little surprised to see the score, but that's about all I know on that that game. I mean, would have thought the Dolphins would win. I would have thought Buffalo would win. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. Bills. I'm sorry, but but yeah, they did win by but three, more than but a three point mark for sure. Yes. Yeah, um, Niners and Ugh. the Jets. Thank God I didn't watch that game. Uh, not good. The Jets are terrible. Uh, Rams and the there we go with the Eagles. Mm-hmm. They're in trouble. They're in trouble. Very much in trouble. I don't know who they have coming up. And we are are we into the first week of the bye already? Or is no, that, not is, yet. Is, is that not until next week? Not yet. All right. But no, um, I mean you're right. The Eagles are in trouble, and they're another team that's really been banged up the last couple of years. They've been banged up. They can't seem to get right. And everybody's um, talking about whether Carson Wentz can pull his head out of his ass and all that stuff. Well, I, it's one of those things, man. Like every if you ever listen to like the quote unquote experts, they all love the guy. Yeah. Well, okay. Like, they all love everything that he can do, all of his attributes, all of his skills. But, like, he has these moments in these games where he just makes really bad decisions. And it's cost his team the first two weeks. I mean, the Rams are good. And uh, that division, that NFC West is the best division in football Mm -hmm. by far. Um, I think three teams have a really good chance of making the playoffs out of there. But the Rams are good, man. They were in the Super Bowl two years ago. And the NFC East could be arguably the worst division in football. The Rams are built to be good right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why they're paying. Have you I mean, seen you see the contract they the gave gu- Ramsey? I mean, all the guys that they've signed in the last yes. two weeks. They that's keep what I'm saying. signing dudes to huge extensions. This team is built to go to the Super Bowl right now. So them being 2-0 and should really not surprise anybody. But the Eagles not. Having a vic- I mean, that Washington loss is just a terrible, horrible. Loss. So horrible. Yeah. Um. You mentioned the injury to Drew Locke. Denver loses to Pittsburgh. Um. I didn't watch that game, but Fangio is going to be one of those dudes who's probably on the hot seat right now. And he got fined for not wearing a mask. mask. Yep. One of a couple guys. <laughs> um. Brady got his first win. Not really surprised. Carolina is not expected to be that good. Um. I didn't okay. watch any of that. Um. I didn't watch much. This I. Week. Pick Tampa Bay to go to the Super Bowl in our prediction pod a couple of weeks ago. Okay. How are you feeling about I'm that? I'm amending that. <laughs> Two weeks in, I'm changing it, okay? Yeah. They're not making the Super no! Bowl. They're not making the Super Bowl. That team, you could almost see it in Brady's face. I watched a little bit of that game towards the end. Like, like this is what I'm working with. I don't remember who I was listening to that said it, but he was right. There's, there's, that team is sloppy. And you know what? It, it, when I think back on it, those Arizona teams that were good when they had, like, Carson Palmer and those guys, they were really sloppy, too. And that's on Bruce Arians. Too many penalties, too many stupid things, you know. Somebody said, I think in that game, from, I think they showed a highlight or maybe they joined the game or whatever, and they said this, this was the most undisciplined team last year. Yeah, they had the most penalties in the league. So it's like Brady's not used to that. He's not used to the stupid shit that goes on for most teams. He was spoiled. You run a tight ship yeah. out for the last decade plus, and now you go here and it's like, guys, yeah, this stuff can't happen. I, I really hate to say this. You don't even I, say you feel sorry for him. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. I think the Packers are going to the Super Bowl. What? Yeah. I Packers should, Chiefs. We need to stop recording. And no, I, just I do. Leave. I do. I'm changing my pick. To the Packers? Yeah. There's a I think I had them in the playoffs. I don't even remember. Doesn't matter. I, I have no idea. Not all like I know, be held all I know is the Chiefs are going to play Baltimore, and whoever wins that game is going to win the title. So okay, that's what I think. Okay. Well, the, they didn't even play last year, and the and the Chiefs. 
No, that's because Baltimore choked. Sucked. That's right. Uh, you called it. Cardinals are 2-0. 30-15, to they beat the Washington football team. That's not surprising. I think they're obviously week one was more impressive win over the Niners than the win against Washington. But still, 2-0 not a bad start, especially in that division that's good. Kyler Murray's legit. Took him a little bit. Well, yeah, it took, took him a, a year. Bit. Yeah, you know, but he had to learn looks, the offense, right. and now he's got that under his belt. He got himself a weapon in Hopkins, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I think he's he's not a poor man's Russell Wilson, but he's kind of like a, a median medium income Russell Wilson. <laughs> he's not a rich man's sure. Russell Wilson yet. Yeah. You got to make the playoffs That's and right. stuff, but like that Little dude's class. good. Yeah. That dude's good, man. Okay. I've I've been impressed with what I've seen from I, him. Uh, now that makes me want to watch a card. I'm really jealous that you have the red zone. I may have uh, to come over on a Sunday for free. D- thank you, Directv. I may. How did you score that? Did you I just open it, it one day and it was there? Well, no. I got a letter in the mail a couple couple of weeks ago, and I, it must have something to do with them charging, uh, not changing my bill during COVID for all the sports stuff that I wasn't got able it. to really consume. You know, I'm paying for. NFL Network and MLB Network and NBA TV, and there ain't no games. Right. So Why am I paying for this? Right. So I think that's their make good on that. And if it is, that's great. I mean, For the whole season, watch that. What hell yeah. It's football porn. Oh, it all, is. All the games. Now it I, is. It'll be the year. I'll watch more football. Now that I've got the dog out of the way, I'm about to be done. All my golfing outings are done for the year. Now I'll get to sit down on Sundays and watch some football. Watch football. All right. Well, I may have to come over. Might do the, uh, get the old smoker out. Nice. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Uh, I saw the dude for the Chiefs hit three field goals. Nuts. And one of them counted from 58 yards out because there was a penalty on a false start, then a timeout, then he actually kicked it. And you could tell at the end he was getting pissed. Well, the one in the timeout, he looked at Andy Reid like, really? <laughs> like, clean your shield off. I, hey, the, he is, as far as I saw, and I only saw the ending, his shield did not fog up this week. <laughs> so I don't know if they instituted a cooling system or they had they had wipers or I don't what, know. but it but it was not fog but i i mean chiefs are 2-0 that Probably, was a really and herbert played that was a really good game yeah mm-hmm. i watched almost that whole game well, it was one of the main games on red zone it was in the afternoon and yeah i i wasn't crazy about that pick herbert at 6 for the chargers but Especially he, if you're going to start Tyrone Taylor, and, they, and then they or came no, out Tyra and said Taylor. he's going to start again. Tyrod Taylor's going to start week three, which is just stupid. Tyrone Taylor's in the Brewers. But. Herbert, he's an athlete. I mean, there's no doubt about oh, it. That for, dude's an athlete. You could tell watching him last year against the Badgers. That's he's, fine. He appears to be pretty tough, and he made one bad throw, one stupid rookie interception where he could have ran for the first down. And he tried to throw across his body, but other than that, I, th- I was really impressed. I thought the Chargers. You know, you kind of forget because they had such a miserable offensive year last year. Rivers was old and Gordon holding out and all that. They got a really good defense. You know, they got Bosa and Ingram and some of those guys. That they got some some studs over there. So, but again, you're in that you're into that division. But I mean, you play Pat Mahomes, you got to score twice. more than twenty That's points. Right. You can't. It's like it's the old. Um, I don't know what the twenty eleven through like fourteen Packers. Like when you played the Packers, you weren't going to beat them seventeen to thirteen. You had to score twenty four to 30. thirty points. Yeah, that's right. You know, you no, know? absolutely. Uh, Baltimore, not unexpected, two and zero. They beat the Texans. Is Houston's? Boy, uh, they're in trouble too. Yeah, I mean, that's what happens when you pay your quarterback yeah. a ton of money, and you, and now you're looking around. I mean, JJ Watt's really good, and they're paying him a lot of money. That's not all you. I can think have. this is probably his last year on that team. He's just beaten up. 
Well, he makes too much money. He's not. He doesn't affect the game enough anymore. You know, you could use that money. You got about your line. Their line is terrible. Every time I watch Houston, I just see Deshaun Watson running for his life constantly. <laughs> so either the line is horrific, or nobody on that team can get open. Maybe, don't maybe don't know. trade Hopkins. I don't know. Well, that I mean, that's obvious. Why would you take away what your best offensive weapon that yeah. your quarterback has? You can find running backs. I well, don't, you know, yes, absolutely. You, you can trade do him by for David Johnson, yes. who's solid, but not spectacular. Um, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks had some problems with the Patriots. Uh, I, you and I were texting during that game a little bit as soon as like it was the first Seahawks. It's like the first pass, first first pass, and he's picked off, and it goes the other way. And I just let it. <laughs> I, I was in my room watching. And I just went out, <laughs> and then I texted you. I think that same the thing. Same thing yeah. And like that's hard for me because that's my Super Bowl pick, and that's who I'm thinking mm-hmm. is going to win. And he's probably maybe going to be the MVP. And now they beat the Patriots. Well, but, they better. Score 35 points a game because that defense has given up like 900 passing yards in two games. That's a shell of itself. Crazy. Shell of itself. I mean, and they went out and got Jamal Adams. Mm hmm. So, ah. I don't know. Um, And then in the Roomba last night in in the desert, uh, the Raiders beat the Saints. And I saw a lot of pro football focused nerds saying that Breeze has not looked like Breeze. So far this year, and really all of last oh, year. Oh, like the back, <clears throat> excuse me, the back half of last year, I thought he looked really old. Um, Yeah, and, <clears throat> you know, he even came out and said something to that effect today. Like, my days of trying to get numbers are over. I'm trying to manage this game and, and win remember, football yeah, games and get to the that, playoffs yeah. and stuff. You know, like, they've had high-powered offenses the last couple of years, and they haven't done shit. You know, they've made the playoffs and then choked. So... Maybe they need to play a different way. Maybe you need to lean a little bit more on Kamara and and um, you know the Paying shorter him. passing game. Yep. Yeah, you just gave him a ton of money. So um, I was really surprised at the outcome. I I was up so late Sunday night with the pup. I went to bed early last night, uh, so I didn't see much football. But I was surprised to see who won. Are you wearing earplugs? Uh, that's probably a, a something that I probably should have asked right out of the gate. Like if the dog's gonna cry at night, don't you? Are you worried about sleeping through your alarm? Yeah, I, I worry about sleeping through my alarm. He'll he'll cry for a while and he'll cry himself to sleep, and then he'll wake up and he'll cry a while and cry himself to sleep. And oh, you know, you got to go out and let him out, and I suppose. you know, a couple times a night. So man. getting up and going back to sleep is that's that's rough. N- that's not good. All right. So uh, former Badger Alec Engel, by the way, f- scored the uh, first Raider touchdown. I mean, th- that Raiders were down at that point at the beginning of the second quarter, but uh, Ingold scores the first touchdown, one of three Derek Carr passes. And uh, terrible that, news. That went for scores. About another Badger, former Badger, oh James White. God, James White, his parents. Yeah, his, I, did his mom end up passing? I don't know. I know they got in a car accident. Dad, yep. dad didn't make nope. it. Mom was in critical. That's the last I had that's, heard. That's the last I had heard. I didn't, I didn't sift through the State Journal or the Journal Sentinel this morning at all, but that's that's not... And by all accounts, a really good dude. So Yes! that's Heart goes out to him. Very much so. All right, let's move on to uh, week three. We start with Thursday night football, another doozy. God, we had that first game, Kansas City and Houston. They always and do it, this to and us. And it didn't turn – that wasn't a close game. No. But it's two teams that you wanted to watch. Mm-hmm. Nobody wanted to watch the Browns and the Bengals, anybody outside of Ohio. Even just, people outs- inside Ohio probably just, didn't watch Just Kyle Herd. That's it. You wanted to talk about Baker. Mayfield, yeah. boy. So now you've got 0-2 Dolphins – and one and one Jacksonville. Ugh. I mean, that's like the, a, the, it's the it's the Florida Bowl, right? <laughs> that's what almost it is. almost. The like now we Bowl. had Ohio in week two. Now we get Florida in week three. No, thank you. 
I mean, I'll maybe catch a little bit. I'm probably going to have some ice and probably going to be immobile. I'm, I'm I'll most likely. Oh, some. yes. Yeah, that's right. I'm getting the old <laughs> snippety snip on Thursday morning. So Yikes. I am going to be uh, plush with uh, bags of frozen vegetables and ice packs. And I'll yeah. most likely be watching Brewers Cardinals, I think. Yeah, yeah, I would say. I so. hope that that game still but has it, some good meaning. Man, they were they got down. I think it's two to one right now. They got down early to to with Sonny Gray on the mound tonight. Yeah, I think yeah. All right, um, Bears. You mentioned uh, at Atlanta two and zero against zero and two. Yeah, um, I mean it's it's an opportunity for either team to really kind of set their season one way or the other. Right now, the Bears' schedule looks very favorable in the first three games for for how it's setting up for Chicago. Two and zero and two and zero. I'm not sure that Buffalo's as good as L.A., but L.A. needs to travel across the country. Yeah, yeah. The Rams and the Bills. That's. Uh, I don't know if that's going to hurt them, but again, you have home field now that doesn't seem to mean as much. Mm-mm. So maybe that takes some of that out of it. I haven't seen. There'll be no fans at Buffalo going through tables in the pregame. Well, obviously, you got to do Dudley Boy <laughs> stuff out there, for sure. Uh, the Washington football team at the Browns. No, thank you. I'm not the least bit interested in anything. That Dwayne Haskins is homecoming, I guess, but that's about it. Okay, I guess. You care. Um, Titans are 2-0, and and the Vikings are 0-2. Yeah, season on the line for the Vikings. I mean, does Zimmer, I mean, is he? Well, I think he's got to be on the hot seat. He, he, I mean, if he loses this one. Well, I don't think they'd fire him during the season. No, but, I mean, it's like, hey, man. Well, if you're 0-3... With the potential of the Bears and the Packers both being 3-0, and you're done. I mean, you now would have to win 10 out of 13 to really even be a wild card. That's not That's happening. probably not going to happen. It's not happening. Raiders are a surprise 2-0. and They go to the Patriots, which are 1-1. and um, You talked about Derek Carr, I think, in the beginning, and you didn't really didn't really think he was anything, but he hasn't played, played well. Hasn't played bad. So He did use Gruden's wife in an audible. Did you hear Sorry, about that what? one? Yeah. No. He yelled out Cindy Gruden in an audible. Did John know that was coming? No, no. And he was like, did I just hear my wife's name? I, he was laughing about it. He's like, yeah, I think I think he said I told him, like, you know, that maybe not again. That but is like, awesome. And I don't think it was anything, you know, it didn't seem to be anything malicious. It was just like, well, and Rogers did it with uh, Jerry Kelly. Jerry I believe, Kelly. So, yeah. you know, guys do that. You, you hear everything now. I just love it. That's so awesome. Yeah. Gruden's <laughs> wife. That audible. team, man, like. I sound like Gruden. Man, man no, that team. This, this team here, man. I'm telling you. They what. are. I watched them a couple times last year, and I was like, I really like Josh Jacobs. David Carr can have his moments. Uh, Waller's a nice tight end. But they couldn't close games, and then they had a little stretch there where they were just getting blown out. They couldn't They couldn't hang on to leads. But they got some talent, and Gruden is a good, I think he is a good coach. I think so. That team, I, I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs, but I think they're going to have a couple of wins this year like they did la- or this year like they did last week or yesterday, I should say, against good teams. They're going to lose to Cincinnati, but then they're going to beat, you know, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Just watch out for the Raiders. They're kind of interesting. Here's uh, this is where San Francisco should probably be two and one, but does Garoppolo play? I mean, you got to beat the Giants without Saquon, even if you go to. But then again, there's another cross country travel 
for a team that's a little bit banged up. Like, this is a matchup that was must-see Oh, my God, football. In, the, in the late 80s? Like, when we were little kids? Yes. Like, I wouldn't, if you would literally have to, like, take me hostage and tape my eyes open to make me watch this game. This is like an NFC championship game with Hostedler and, I mean, you know. Oh, God, LT and yes. Montana. and absolutely. Oh, for sure. But now it's Not just, so much. Not Bill so Walsh much. against Parcells? No. Couple of 0-2s. Philadelphia has to win this game against the uh, yeah. against the Bengals. You're not counting on Cincinnati to do anything this year, so I mean, it really doesn't matter, I think, how many games that, that you win. You just kind of want Burrow to get his feet wet and maybe get a couple of victories. But for Philly, you have to win this game. You have to. Well, and if you win it, you're right back in the division race because your division stinks. Well, for sure. You know, at one and two, at worst, you're a game back if Dallas wins. You're chasing Dallas. Yeah. But that's it, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Texans and the Steelers, man, Houston's looking down the barrel of being 0-3, mm-hmm. I think, at this point. If they go 0-3, they're out. You can cross them off. Uh, Colts should win over the Jets. Jets stink. Oh. Um, Chargers are, if if Taylor's hell, I just don't get it. I, I don't. Explain to me, coaches, that when they see a rookie who they just drafted with such a high pick who get thrown in because of an injury, play well, like you said, make a mistake, but then they just go back to, well, so-and-so's our starter. I mean, I, I just don't understand that. I don't either. It makes no sense to me. Like, this is the guy that you want leading your franchise. He saved your ass the week before, and now you're going to put him back on the bench for somebody who's inferior. Well, and he proved that he's competent. Right. It's not like he went out there and stunk the joint out. And looked like, yeah, no, deer in the headlights, no. don't know what you're doing. Played no. well. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I'm sure, you know, I don't know. Maybe there were promises made to Tyrod Taylor when they when they brought him in or what. I don't know, but it's it's a head-scratcher for sure. Vic Fangio is going to be 0-3 because mm-hmm. the Buccaneers are going to go to Denver and they should win. Should. Although Tom Brady has not fared well there, but um, there's no Peyton Manning on the other side. No. I, I thought Denver had a chance to make the playoffs, but they're just too banged up. I don't even think Von Miller's played yet this year. So. No. Um, Arizona looks to be 3-0. and They're hosting the Lions, who are 0-2. I mean, Wasn't this the Cardinals matchup are... last year with that awful tie? Was I don't it? remember how it ended, but there was some awful tie last year between Detroit and Arizona where somebody, I think Detroit screwed up something royally at the end of the game that as doesn't, usual. That doesn't sound yeah. out, of, out of character, I suppose. So, and no, I don't... I can't remember exactly what it was. I don't want to watch this game, um, and it probably won't be because I think Dallas and Seattle is going to be the game of the week. You get Aikman and Buck um, on that, and that should be a good one. Seahawks hosting the Cowboys. If you're Dallas, man, you got to be licking your chops going in there, right? I mean, I think so. Saying the the passing yards, right? You're a little bit human on that, but can can McCarthy do that? Can McCarthy figure out what to do against something that is obvious to a lot of other people? Or is well, he the guy who's going to stick to his script, he's going to do everything that he plans, and it doesn't matter what kind of tendencies show themselves? I don't think he's had a lot of success against Pete Carroll. Probably true. You know, yep. I mean, no, you're, they've you're not beaten wrong. Seattle a few times, but it's not like they score a lot of points against them. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. And then Sunday Night Football, Packers and Saints, we already talked about that. Um, Explain to me this Michael Thomas has to be checked out by the Packer doctor story. Have you heard what? this one? No. In order to be cleared to play, he has to be cleared by the Packer doctor. 
Maybe it's because or, or the is other... it a guy in Green Bay who's a, who's a foot and ankle specialist? But I think he's the Packer doctor. Okay. Uh, so can I Google this quick? Sure. So Michael Thomas. This is real time here. Folks. Packers this is impressive stuff. Doctor, really? So so what what exactly did you hear about this? The, just that this whoever this guy is is employed by the Packers and he's the one that has yep. to clear him. So New Orleans Shefty posted that. Is it because the what is Saints? Today? Today's Tuesday, the, the 21st? 22nd, I think. Okay, yeah. so so this was posted on the 20th. Saints star Michael Thomas to be examined by Packers doctor Robert Anderson. Uh, they sent him an ankle MRI to Green Bay to renowned surgeon who determined star wide receiver has a mild high ankle sprain. See, I don't think that he had to go. Okay. I think he just went because a lot of people go see this guy. Okay, because whatever I had read or heard made it sound like it was a condition of him being cleared to play. Yeah, I don't know where. And it said this. I didn't up, know. Maybe the Saints doctor isn't allowed to travel with him. I didn't know. I think or, it's because this is this guy's specialty. Because gotcha. I've, I've heard his name associated with foot and ankle injuries before. Well, you would know. Um, <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> and Shefty even says it sets up a potentially ironic scenario where the Packers doctor might be the one who signs off on Thomas returning to play against his team. Because I mean, if that's if that's the guy you're getting the opinion from, and the team says we need his permission, mm-hmm. then it doesn't matter if he's the Packers doctor; he's the specialist. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit that's to me. That's a little bit to me of a conflict of interest. Yeah, you would think so. That's what I would think. But if you're going to go see the best, then what do you do? Do you take the next best guy? I don't know. What do you do if you're the Saints? Like he's the best guy up there, but he's that team's doctor. Do we let him do his thing? Do we do we? Trust that he has enough. I think you just have to trust the ethics of right. the doctor, exactly. Because at the end of the day, you would hope that the doctor wouldn't put values that, his. Yeah, it would value his reputation and credibility more than a Packer Week right. Three win so in, one, in, in one year. You know, right. so okay. I would hope at least that you would hope. And then here's uh, game of the maybe the game of the season. Right, right away, Chiefs and Ravens, and again, it's only one game, but it's big. It's Monday night. Um, like you said, they're probably going to meet in the playoffs. They got to be the two favorites. I mean, they have to. Yeah. Who else in there is that good? I mean, in, maybe in, the in Niners. The well, in the AFC for them, for yeah. sure. But for the whole thing, I got to think they're the top two. So who wins that game? I like Baltimore. At I like Baltimore. Baltimore at home. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Lamar's been really impressive. Kansas City didn't look real good the other night. No. Um, their running game got shut down pretty good. Pat Mahomes, I I saw two throws this weekend. One by Mahomes uh, on a touchdown pass to Tyreek Hill, where Tyreek Hill caught it between two guys, did two somersaults, and went in the end zone, and somehow wasn't touched. It was unbelievable. Um, but the throw was amazing. And then Russell Wilson had one in the uh, in the night game as well. That was just a that absolute. Yeah, yeah, that one. It was just an unbelievable throw. I feel I feel really and, stupid because that was one of those things where Michael and I are talking about guys, and he's you know sporting one about DK Metcalf because he put up insane combine numbers, and he's just a freak athlete. And I'm like, well, where is he going to play? What's he done? He doesn't have a whole lot of specific experience, or whatever. I'd rather not deal with it, and I am regretting that. Well, that's but that's who why knows whether they would have taken him. That's but why you don't work for a team. Clearly, you know. I'm just, but I just yeah. I saw I thought those two throws were like, man. You see, you know, you you get around here, and even me is not a Packer fan, but I get to see all their games. You get a little spoiled watching a guy like Rogers sure. who makes who over his career has made some crazy throws, but like, yeah, the other day watching those, it was like, holy shit. That is, an, that is a hell of a play. 
All right, that is uh, a good 43 minutes of NFL talk. Uh, we will switch to a little baseball, a little NBA, and then kind of an update on uh, some of the other college stuff that even comes down to the uh, the statewide level. Um, Brewers are half a game out of the eight seed. They tried to crack the 500 mark last night against Cincinnati, and they couldn't do it. Um, Cincinnati just moved over 500 for the first time since the beginning of the season. Yeah, well, they um, finally are getting... Getting right. They were banged up a lot early on. I mean, everybody's chasing the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Um, last week, Brewers were 3-2 and two against the Cards. They swept the, the Royals over the weekend, but the but the loss to Cincinnati last night, and they got two more and then five to close the season against the Cardinals. But you and I were kind of texting during uh, a little bit of the Royals. I think it was maybe Friday night or Saturday. Um, and Braun has come up with some big base hits, big homers, I mean, and it's one of those things where you and I were both complaining at the beginning of the season where, where is he? And I heard Schroeder talk about something, or maybe it was LePay or Kashan or whoever was levering maybe, and they said that Council has managed Braun's playing time really well. I don't know whether I would go that far because you kind of needed him in some games early where you didn't have much pop in the lineup. Well... Based on some of the things that I heard Braun say over the weekend, okay, I think that was the plan, plan. all along, and he was on board with that. Um, I don't think he was clamoring for more time because, you know, I think he's just got a malady of lower body problems, whether it's legs or back. back. So anytime he can not play the outfield, I think that's kind of, you know, the best case scenario. Well, this and is a, the this problem, is a case, best case scenario, though, because you get a DH. Right. Well, right now you do. And I think the problem early on was I think the Brewers had so many new guys they that they were trying in. to yeah. figure out I understand. because they were all the same guy, as right. we've talked about numerous times. They're just trying to figure out which one was a little bit better than the other ones. Um, and that's kind of borne itself out here over the course of the 60-game the season. We're seeing a little bit more consistent – uh, lineups. I, although the other night I did hear um, it was the first time all year they had had back to back same lineups. Really? It was like game forty eight or something of the season. So um, that's just how the Brewers roll. Love it or or hate it. Well, I think that's also a combined factor of injuries. I mean, Gamble just got put on yep. the injured reserve. He's done. So I mean, you, you and then you got Hero out for the first time all year. Well, tonight. Uh, yeah, and I tweeted that out. I saw that. And I need to amend my own statement Boy, because after tonight. further review, uh, I saw Brett Anderson was pitching, who's a ground ball guy, and Keston Hira can't catch a cold <laughs> or throw one. And uh, I think they wanted the defense in there over the offense, which is an interesting play considering that the problem for the Brewers have had all year is putting runs on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do understand, you know, he's he's struck out like three times like the last two or three games, and um, he's just really struggling. So, well, Brewers are up right now. They were down two nothing, then they were down two to one. Now they've taken the lead in the bottom of the seven, three to two. So hopefully uh, that'll help. But you can also see Yelich playing a lot better, and you had alluded to that earlier. You need protection protection yeah. for that guy, especially if he's struggling, because you're going to go after him if you're not worried about anybody behind him. Well, and that's what happened the other night. Right. They walk him to get to Braun. And, and Braun just smashes yeah, one. Andy Haynes said after the game they were laughing in the dugout, like, you're going to load the bases to get to Braun in September. <laughs> With the game on the line, 
Yeah. Really? All right. Good luck. Good luck. That didn't work out well. (laughs) So as far as who's going to step up this week offensively, my favorite guy right now is Dan Vogelback. I mean, not <laughs> you mean, only you is mean he, Baby Farley, he is my build, right? Exactly. But I mean, he was batting eighty eight zero eight eight when he came on board the Brewers. He's batting over four hundred since he's come on board. Yeah, and he's now starting to play first base a little bit. I mean, the dude was really good, and you know as well as I do. Sometimes it's inexplicable. How you just need a change of scenery. Yeah. You need to see different guys. You need a different makeup or chemistry in the clubhouse. You need to fit a, a round peg in a round hole instead of the other way. Somehow things right now, and I'm not saying this will be long-term or he'll even be with the club next year, this is just jiving yeah, for well, whatever reason. And apparently he needed two changes of scenery because this is his third well, team this year. But, yeah, I mean, he's been a, a nice addition to them. Um you know, they've, they've been able to figure some things out. Jed Jerko's had a really nice yes, season for them. Um, I don't think anybody would have ever believed that in September you're starting first baseman on most nights right now is Jed Jerko. Um, and he's produced. You, get, you give him credit. I mean, the guy's, you know, uh, he's been in the league for several years. He's been on good Cardinal teams. Good Cardinal so he's, teams. so he, knows, he knows what's up. Um, but at the end of the day, man, it's got to be Yelich. You're the star. It's your job. Um, you're going to start getting the big money here. Um, you're the face of the team. You got to put some games together. You got to win a couple games here. Braun won you a couple games in the last homestand. Yelich in St. Louis is going to have to win a game or two for them. That's just the way it is. Um, it's going to be really hard to catch those teams. I think. I you know they went three and two with the Cardinals last week at home. I don't expect much different than that down there. Um, and it'll probably be in the Cardinal favor because they're at home. Right. Um, so they got to really got to take care of business tonight, and then win the series tomorrow against the uh, the Reds because they got their you, three best pitchers. Yeah. If you go you go into St. Louis needing to win four out of five, I think you're in trouble. That's rough. Um, how about the emergence of Jacob Nottingham? I mean, he's basically turned into um, Corbin Burns' personal catcher. I was watching this guy when they acquired him. And one, and he just kind of he could never get up and stay up. Like he'd come in for the late season call ups, and yeah, he'd get a couple of bases, but nothing would ever be. I I I thought for a long time he'd be their catcher of the future. Now with injuries and the fact that Narvaez just isn't producing, I mean Pena's not. He's just going to maybe start baseball activities. I think I read this week, and if there's a playoff, maybe he could get back in. But, I mean, like, Nottingham's had a couple of base hits. I don't know whether he's been very consistent, but they seem to like him defensively. And, like, when I saw Narvaez in last night, I just screamed at the TV, like, what are you doing? This guy's young. I mean, put him in. Let him do this, you know? I mean, I know Narvaez is your guy. Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, I like Nottingham. It's funny. The knock on him when they got him was that he was a shitty defensive catcher and he was a, and he hit. was a bat yeah. then when he got up here as he advanced to the higher levels he worked so he worked really hard on his defensive capabilities and his bat suffered um, but he's been able to come up and hit a couple of homers he's been really good behind the plate throwing a couple runners out um, him and Corbin Burns have a very good relationship they were together in the minors and uh, since he's come up he's kind of become Burns's personal catcher and Burns has been great. And uh, I think him and I think Nottingham and Woodruff are starting to get a little bit of a rapport as well. Uh, Manny Pini's been a good brewer, but he's in he's like thirty three. He's been hurt a lot. It's time to move on. And uh, 
Narvaez, I believe, will be most likely will be on the team next year. I believe he's under contract. And barring, you know, David Stern pulling a rabbit out of his hat, I think Nottingham's going to be the other catcher. With Narvaez. And I'm cool with that. I mean, give the guy a chance. You know, mm-hmm. maybe you strike lightning in a bottle. Some guys are a little bit late bloomers. Um, but, you know, if nothing else, he seems to be a backstop there that pitchers enjoy working with and that you can trust to call a good game and to keep the ball in front of him. Mm-hmm. You know, Narvaez, there's too many times this year with him, and he's he hasn't been as bad as I thought he would be, but there's just too many times where I see his the back of his jersey because he's running to get the ball. Right. So. Right. No, I understand. Um, anybody in line for some awards? I saw on Twitter tonight that um, they were looking down for the National League Cy Young of some names in there. I didn't see Woodruff, but I saw Burns a little bit lower on that list. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but I know Devin Williams has been absolutely lights out. What what What's the award situation and the award talk right now? I saw John Heyman tweet that he's got Burns in the mix for the Cy Young. Okay. He's got like seven guys in in his in his mind that he's thinking about for voting. Uh, Burns, I think he's leading the league in ERA. He's leading in another category, and he's in the top five and several others. So he's got to be in consideration. Um, Woodruff lately has been a little disappointing. He kind of struggled to get past, like, the fifth inning for a couple starts. And then last night, um, granted, he only got one run of support while he was in there, but he gave up a, a bad two-run homer there um, in, the, I think it was the seventh inning, to, to give up the lead. But I think Corbin's going to get some votes. I don't know if he's going to win it because I don't know that the Brewers – are going to make the playoffs, right. and he hasn't been like a head and shoulders above everybody. Mm-hmm. Plus, he didn't; he wasn't a starter right, right away, away. That, yep. and that that hurts you a little bit too. And and Devin Williams has got to be in the talks for Rookie of the Year, and I know he's in talks for Reliever of the Year. Um, he's been outstanding. I mean, this guy is a future closer; will be a future closer for the Brewers when the Brewers trade Hader, which will happen in the next calendar year, I believe. Right. Um, but yeah, this this kid. Uh, He's really found something with that changeup. He's oh, really filthy. making a lot of people look filthy. foolish. So, yep. all right, that's uh, that's enough Brewer talk for right now. Let's go to the NBA quick. The Western Conference Finals. I know tonight at uh, eight o'clock between the uh, the Nuggets and the Lakers. LA already up two to nothing uh, in that series. That's after Denver knocked out the Clippers. And in just a um, shocker, yeah, shocker. Yep. Because people were saying all LA final. Well, yeah, and most people thought the, the Clippers were going to win the title. Um, yeah, I mean it's all it's in the pantheon of all time choke jobs. Being up three one, and then in the three closeout games, being up double digits and blowing it in every game. Um, yeah, just a shocker. Uh, Anthony Davis got a buzzer beater the other night. Again, we mentioned game three tonight. The just, key is uh, go ahead. Just the most uh, one of the most unlikable teams that this Laker team is. <laughs> I mean, I obviously everybody knows I'm not a LeBron fan. I really, I don't like Anthony Davis because he's one of those guys, like, when he was in um, New Orleans, he was always really good. But he never was running his mouth. And now that he's got, you know, he's got, like, basketball beer muscles right now because he's on the Lakers and he gets to play LeBron, and now he's a chess beater and, just and, and running his mouth a little bit. I, I just, that's fake to me. I don't like that. Um, Dwight like, Dwight Howard is one of the most unlikable basketball players of the last half century. He goes in and hacks the shit out of Jokic for 23 seconds of the shot clock and then gets called for a foul and doesn't have a clue why and just makes a scene. Um, 
Yeah, this it's just not a very likable team. And and really right now when you look at the four teams left, I mean, it would be a catastrophe for them to not win the title. I I was talking to my dad about it today, and I said, "Who's the th- who's the best guy left not on the Lakers?" It's either Jokic on Denver, mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler on Miami, mm-hmm. or Jason Tatum on the Celtics. You take any one of those three guys and put them on the Lakers, they're the third best guy on the Lakers. So this is over for all intents and purposes. Anthony Davis making that shot pretty much ended that series. I mean, Denver's not winning four out of five unless there's an injury. Um, Miami's up two to one over Boston. They just got Gordon Hayward back. Um, he played in game three and and was a factor. Uh, that, that game four is tomorrow. I think that one's going to be tied up. I think that's a seven-gamer. And I think whichever one of those teams plays the Lakers in the next round wins one game. That's it. Yep. I think they win. They get hot one game, make a bunch of threes. And I think in every other game it's close down the stretch. But, I mean, people. They don't have any. You you can have a team where you've got a guy that can match up with Davis, but they can't match up with LeBron. Or you have guys that can match up with LeBron, but they can't match up with Davis. And that's what we've seen in the playoffs. When, when they played Houston, they had a bunch of dudes that they could throw at LeBron. They had no big guys. Davis destroyed them, and we're seeing it a little bit in this series where Jokic can't guard Davis. Davis is just too athletic, and they don't have a second option. It's been like Plumlee and Paul Millsap, who's like 35 and, and only 6'8". So, um, yeah, unfortunately, our every most non-Laker fan's worst nightmare is going to come true, and that team's going to win the title, and LeBron's going to have number four, and all the LeBron lovers are going to tell you it's the greatest, most important championship in the history of basketball, which it's not, uh, because he's not going to have beaten any of the best teams or the best players. He didn't beat the and, Clippers in and there's, on, on and, his end. And there's no, there's no home court advantage. There's no stress. I mean, there might be stress in your personal life with being in the bubble and all your social causes yeah, that you're on, but that's hard. there's no basketball stress. Right. So you just show up and play. I mean, you know, whatever. You win the title, congratulations, tip your hat. But I I fear for what's going to come after with how much they make a big deal out of well, it. Well, and he, it's he's already made a big deal because he says that the NBA MVP voting system is flawed. He doesn't like the way that it's conducted and it needs to be revisited because Giannis dominated the voting. It's flawed, but not in the way that he thinks. Okay. It's flawed because half the people don't know shit about the league that vote on it, and that's just the way it is in all these leagues. Well, you had had talked about Ramona Shelburne. Yeah, she talked about she votes for narrative. She doesn't really... I mean, like that, that, that's that has not nothing what this to award do with it. is about. I mean, Maria Taylor at ESPN, who's been taking a wrath of shit from people online this week, she filled out her all NBA ballot, which consists of three teams and didn't even she include Anthony, Anthony Davis. Davis. So, you know, there are some problems with how it's done. Now, LeBron whining that he didn't win the MVP in a year where Giannis put up numbers that have really only been rivaled by Wilt Chamberlain. The Bucks had the best record and the best team in the league the whole year. He was the reigning MVP. He was the defensive player of the year. I I really don't know what your beef is. And he didn't play with Anthony Davis, which is why he's in Milwaukee watching you on TV right now. Because his second best guy was Chris Middleton. And when Giannis didn't play in that last game and a half, it was pretty evident to me as a Buck fan, that's a borderline playoff team without Giannis. 
that's a definite playoff team in the LA without LeBron, with Anthony Davis there. So because Anthony Davis has already made the playoffs by himself, we've mm-hmm. seen that. So LeBron's just being LeBron. He's making it all about LeBron. <laughs> um, he just likes he. There's a reason why he calls himself the king. So. I Whatever, love it. I love it. I love yeah. it. And the funny thing is, is like Le- the LeBron fans, they get very, very upset when you don't say he's the greatest ever. They get very upset at Jordan fans or people of our our generation that grew up watching kind of a different brand of basketball sure. than than is played today. They get very upset and very offended by that. And it's funny because most people our age and that are like Jordan fans were just like, man, you, whatever, you just weren't there, right? Right. You know, and it's one of those things too. It's like I can't say shit to my grandpa about who was better between Willie Mays and Hank Aaron. Never saw him play live. No, I can watch YouTube clips. I can read books. Doesn't matter. You doesn't matter. There. You're not there. Yeah, and that's kind of the way I feel with you know the whole Jordan Lebron comparison. We've gone over it ad nauseum, and I'm not going to regurgitate it. But there's just some things in sports you just and even in life. Like with something like nine eleven, you talk to like a kid who's twelve. They have no grasp of that. No. So like some things you just got to be there for. And uh, unfortunately for LeBron, he's just never going to get the people that saw Michael Jordan in person live in that moment. They're just never going to flip. Sorry, not not sorry. <laughs> That'll close the uh, book on the NBA talk. Uh, we uh, hit the hour mark, and we're going to touch on oh. One more NBA note. I'm sorry. Zach Levine finds out that Billy Donovan is his new coach in Chicago while he's playing Call of Duty online. Ah. And somebody comes in on his headphone set and tells him, like, and he's like, like, I expected more elation, I guess, more excitement, more, oh, okay, all right. And he's he's just intent on the video game. Well, well he was good down there, and that means we could be good here. And, okay, well, that's an interesting move. And I was like, dude. That's it? That's all you got? Well, he didn't get along with his last coach. Right. And what this tells me was... I don't know a lot was, of people did. No. But what this also tells me is he was... He as the, I guess, best guy on the Bulls was yeah. not consulted. So I think that probably tells him a little bit where he stands. Interesting. Okay. Um, but good hire by the Bulls. I mean, that's, Billy Donovan's... That's what well, I've he's read been very successful everywhere he's ever coached. I mean, Oklahoma City didn't win a title, but... They were a Game 7 Durant-Westbrook meltdown of knocking out the 73-win Warriors a couple years ago. Are you surprised at his success after the jump from Florida? I mean, can you tell what college coaches come and be like, well, that guy's going to flame out, I don't think, whether it's the team that he goes to, the ownership that he has, or the roster that that he's going to inherit. Do you have any sense... Generally, when it happens, like, this could end badly or, okay, this guy could do some damage. Sometimes. Um, I wasn't super surprised with Donovan's success because he went to a team that had James or uh, that had Russell Westbrook Bring and Kevin Durant. Durant right. So he got a lot of talent to Clearly, work with. right away. And he has been a guy that showed in college that he could win and win at a high level with a lot of talent when he had guys like Noah and Horford who won back-to-back national titles. Um, you could see with John Beeline – when he left Michigan to go to Cleveland, that was a head-scratcher. That was one where it's like, this dude, this is an older guy, an older white man who runs a very structured system. 
And those are usually the guys that we see come into the league that don't succeed from the college level. Like, you can't be that rigid with pros because they're men. And they're also the best. And they got to be able to have a little creative freedom. And a lot of those coaches, they're, they're, the college coaches, they run the school. They have all the control. So you go to the pros, and if they're not made GM or team president when they're hired, like a lot of these guys used to be, you don't have a lot of control over the roster construction, and then you don't have any control over these guys because some of these guys are 30. Like, wh- whatever. I'm not like, <laughs> no, I'm not listening to you, dude. Right. I'm a grown-ass man. Okay. Well, so, the, the, the reaction has been overwhelmingly positive. I think it's good. I think Chicago's got some young talent. They've had a lot of high draft picks over the last couple years. Um, you know, Levine's still young. Markinen's young. Wendell Carter's young. Kobe White, they just drafted last year. So mm-hmm. there's some pieces there to work with. I don't think Bulls fans should expect them to be a playoff team next year. Um, but, you know, they could definitely make some strides because they had a little point even this year where they played well. They just couldn't sustain it because of their youth and they had some other things going on off the court with the coach. So, mm-hmm. um It'll be kind of a fun one to watch. I hate the Bulls. Right. But um, I'll be interested to see how Donovan does. Okay. All right. That is enough in, uh, NBA talk. We'll uh, touch quickly on the Big Ten. Uh, they returned to play last week. Schedule came out on Saturday. Uh, Badgers got uh, the okay crossover games. They got to go to Michigan. They got road games at Nebraska. They got road game at Iowa. They host Minnesota. They start with Illinois in the 24th, who probably posted one of the top upsets in college football last year when they knocked off Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um, so they get a revenge game right out of the gate uh, against the Illini. And eight games, four home, four away. I really like the ninth game idea of giving everybody an extra game outside of those that wing the, win the are playing for the Big Ten Championship. I like second East, second West, so on oh, and so yeah. forth down the line. Sure. I, I think that's cool. Sure. If you're only going to give teams eight games, and this is an opportunity to give them a ninth, I think that's I think that's cool. Yeah, why um, not? And, it, and if it strengthens their chances at getting into the playoff or they still have bowl games or whatever, yeah. fine. And if everybody's um, healthy and the, right. the, the virus is going well and they're managing it and stuff, then yeah, play the extra you game. You had Notre Dame come out today that's saying their game against Wake Forest this weekend is going to be postponed. Mm-hmm. You, you've had a smattering... Everywhere of postponements. I it's think, been in every sport, but I, I but think, basketball. Right. I think you're going to get that. Yeah. Um, They're good. It's. I think it'll happen in the NFL at some point. Yeah. I think it's. Well, it's, it, it's. It's likely bound to. You know. Sure. Um, I love this Nebraska storyline, and I'm not much for dramatics. Or I said on Monday conspiracy theories. It's just too perfect because Nebraska was such a bitch when the Big Ten postponed that they wanted to, they, there was talk about joining another conference and getting out or of jumping in with another conference that's playing and we want to play and we don't go along with, with or agree with what the conference is doing. Like, Iowa and Ohio State did that. They didn't do it as publicly as Nebraska did. And then the players are going to file suit against the conference because they're, you're, you're jeopardizing our futures and stuff like that. So the Big Ten hands them at Ohio State week one, mm-hmm. and then they play Penn State. The two best teams in the East, and those are your crossover games. Yep. Yep. Thanks for coming. There you go. Have a nice season. There you go, Scott Frost. Right? And I mean, it's it, again, I don't know that that's done on purpose because I'm oh, yeah, sure you, you... Oh, yeah. 
I believe all that stuff. Everybody's in that room and like Absolutely. fuck those guys right totally. there. Who do these who do these new newbies think they are? <laughs> they've been, they've been in the league for five win. minutes. That's right. You know. Yep. And and what have you done since you've got here? Dick. Nothing. Diddly poo. You've got to the Big Ten title game, I think, once, and Wisconsin beat your ass. Bolt race, yeah. Yes. So what? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm excited. Have you heard people say they're excited? I know you're excited. Are, do you know a lot of other people that are excited about it's it? Is anybody kind of, talking about it's it? It's kind of gone by the wayside. I haven't talked to anybody that's even brought it up. I think because now part of the Badgers, and I think maybe a larger portion than the game, is the Madison environment. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's Regent Street that's packed. It's your tailgates. It's Breeze Terrace. It's all this stuff that is what makes the games. And, and I, I know you're not a Madison guy, but there's something cool about Badger game days in Madison. Sure, there because sure. the whole city oh, yeah. converges around the stadium, and it's just cool. It's crazy. The moment you get close, you start seeing red. You start seeing smoke from tailgates. You start seeing parking lots full. I mean, now that you don't have that, it's like, oh, Okay, we're just playing football, mm-hmm. and I think there's just something missing, and that's probably why that not a lot of people are really, really stoked for it. I'm going to say something that's like sacrilegious in this state. I don't really enjoy going to football games. <laughs> like, I I like all that stuff that you just talked about. That's fun as hell. But like, actually going, going into the, the stadium and going to the game, I'm really not in for that. I would much rather go to a bar and watch it on TV or watch it on my big screen. I just football in person is not a Super compelling game for me to consume. Because you have to sit through yeah, a lot of shit. It's slow. You know, like in a baseball game, like I can wander around the stadium and still watch the game. But Where it's like also in a football the, game, I can't really do that. The pace is so, like, so lazy, just very, like, laid back. And it's like, oh, okay. You know, we're into right. the fifth thing. Yeah, you just kind of know. We're hanging like, out, we're drinking beer. But it's like they're sit up, they're sit down, stand up. You know, we're packed in like sheep. It's all that. And like, you got to sit through so many TV yeah. timeouts yeah, I just, for yeah. no reason. And there's just the flow of the game is really hard to get into. I am, I'm not going to say I don't like going because I like to go to maybe a Badger game or a Packer game in a calendar year. Mm-hmm. I will, I will go sitting in the press box in Camp Randall and not cheering. And not having anybody else cheer and enjoying free food beats all that. <laughs> still see, still being a part of the revelry and just going up and having nobody squish against you left or right, not having to put your knees in somebody's back and somebody's knees in yours. It's perfect. It's so nice. But at that, at the same time, there is still something cool about being in the stands. You had me at free food. <laughs> so no, I'm I, I am I'm I'm I'm, I'm kind of with you. I really am. So right. um, we'll see how the Badgers do. Uh, Bear ran down the schedule, I think, in the Gazette today, and he, of course, picked him to sweep the regular season and, and go to the Big Ten Championship. He, I don't he's know. Nothing he's nothing if not consistent. No, absolutely. And that's why we love him. Um, WIEC, home to UW-Whitewater, which I see you're wearing your Pumpers and Mitchells. Pink I Rose am. Sure, that's from, 2003. From yes. <laughs> On the back it says my pork was pulled. So <laughs> classic. That's great. Yeah. Uh, no sports through the end of the calendar year, mm-hmm. which means winter sports are pushed back. I don't know what that does to, to the WIC schedule, whether now they're going to shorten it, compact it. I mean, I don't think any of us knows, well, but I also don't think it sets a good precedent for us at the high school level either, especially with the mask mandate getting extended. And that's what makes it an interesting decision that the WIC came out with it yesterday when they did, and then 
your boy Evers comes out with this mask thing your today, boy, 24 you. hours later, it's like obviously there was no communication here because the mask mandate ends November 21st, right. so there would still be a month window for the WIAC to get some games in, but they decided not to do that. Um, you know, I saw in the Gazette, Pat Miller said yep. something in regards to, like, they had seen a couple other conferences do this he in the last week, it. so he was pretty, yeah, he was expecting it to happen. But Your boy, by the um, way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, at the end of the day, man, it sucks. It sucks, and uh, I don't know what's going to happen with the high school season with this new mandate. Um you know, you you just you cannot play basketball with a mask on. No. Um, I don't care what anybody says. I'm just telling you it ain't going to happen. Um, so our our future right. is quite cloudy right now For as sure. far as calling games because I've kind of maintained all along if they have the games, I think we will be there to call them. Um, but obviously totally out of our control in every way, shape, and form. So. I saw Sun Prairie over the weekend, and I tweeted about it. They came out with their spring football schedule, and they had a list of dates and a list of opponents, and so I'm kind of waiting for the Badger Conference to come out with theirs. And maybe it's just a little premature because uh, who knows what's going to happen now with this thing and whether we're going to even get to do basketball, whether this whole um, alternative season even, that plan even works. I just need something to look forward to. Like, as much as I'm worn out at the end of the academic year doing football, ba- mm-hmm. basketball, and baseball, I'm missing being in a press box right oh, yeah, now. I I'm, I'm missing calling games. I'm missing the allure of the Friday night lights type of atmosphere. I'm going to love getting in games, fighting with equipment, having you make me laugh <laughs> on broadcast. Like, I'm going to miss those things if we don't get to do them. Me too, man. So it's like, and, and it's really getting hard to show up in the morning on a personal level to start reporting on stuff and having nothing at all of high school material to talk about. Because mm-hmm. nothing's going on. And it's getting old. And sooner or later, the baseball, I mean, the brew season right now, maybe, maybe not going to end in a week. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to be Packers, Packers and the Badgers aren't on till the end of October. Yeah. So what's I mean, you're back to almost back to the summer when yeah. nothing was happening, right? So I don't know. I don't the, know what's going to happen. The Rock needs to get the XFL up and cooking, man. Yeah. If there's any, <laughs> if there's ever a time that that needs probably to get fast tracked a little bit, it's probably right now because we are in need. And like, like I'll watch a little college football, but I'm not invested in Clemson. No. I don't really care about Alabama. And I'm not watching these other piddly games. I am watching football, but like I don't care that that Army looks good. I'll tell you who I'm invested in. Okay, Jackson State coach primetime, assistant coach, wide receiver coach Terrell Owens, and D line coach Warren Sapp. <laughs> Sign me up. How I am you in? Think, isn't that the place where the the basketball team had that kid named Snacks? Off like like the manager who came in who's just this roly poly kid who was knocking down threes it late could in games. Be. I don't remember, but what is that gonna do for recruiting for Jackson State? Who's the mascot for Jackson State? I think it's Dion now. Oh stop it. No, for real. Like it's th- the Jackson State Dion's. Yes. I don't know what Jackson th- that's, State that's is. That's who it is. Okay. No, it's the Jackson State Primes. That's what he Coach Prime. <laughs> Excuse me, Coach Prime. How do I break this down on this on this bit of game film? He's too good a player to coach. It's not gonna work. He's too good. It's going to be up in flames. Yeah, he's too. He's too good. He right. can't. He. How do you explain what you do? I. That's why you never see great players become coaches. It's too easy for him, man. The best NBA one I can think of is Bird. He coached for three years. That's it. The only good players and good co and, and coaches that kind of flame out afterwards. You know where they go, coach? 
High school. High school. Yeah. Because they like working with kids. And they're a name and every high school will take them. Right. Like, oh, you coach in the pros or at the high college level, you can offer us something yeah. that none of us bums have. Right. All right. Well, we got a lot accomplished there. You need to go check on the dog. Yeah. We, have, we yeah. haven't heard anything. No. Probably need to go let him out. Yeah, so. probably. All right. That is the intentional foul for this week. Thank you for uh, listening, downloading, subscribing. As always, tell your friends. I will limp down the stairs again next week. And nice. Hopefully not have a big old cantaloupe between my legs. Yes. I hope that for my sake as well. <laughs> I'm going to need somebody to carry that for me. <laughs> so thank you very much for listening. I'm Josh. I'm Dan. We will talk to you next time. Go Brewers.